Hi, and welcome to Do It Today. I think you'll get a lot of value out of hearing from Tim Herrera, who built his own business freelancing with Tim, and today is helping us reconsider scarcity mindset, and also reminding us to just take some time off. So let's check in with him. I'm pretty sure we became friends through Twitter, and then I probably pitched you on Twitter when you were the Smarter Living Editor at the New York Times, and then I wrote for you, and that was a great experience. Yeah, now you've built this incredible network to help freelancers navigate the media industry, which is much needed. And I know you have other projects, too, so what are you up to? (laughs) Wow, yeah. You know what I will say, though? One thing that I miss from the pre-pandemic days is your get-togethers, your salons. Oh, I miss them too. I mean, they were these monthly gatherings of like 20 to 30 people. We'd go around in a circle and everyone would talk about what they were working on, if they had any questions for the group. I felt like it was kind of an interdisciplinary approach too, because we'd have directors and writers and actors and people not in traditionally creative industries at all. And people just offered such great advice and... I don't know. I got to bring it back. You do. I always found those so inspirational because you're right. It really was like extremely interdisciplinary, totally across the board. You know, I was just so used to hanging out with other writers and other editors and people in the media industry. And so it was such a fascinating shift of perspective. And it gave me like a lot of new and different things to think about to hear from other creatives who are toiling away at media outlets all day. So just hearing the work processes of playwrights and musicians and writers and all kinds of creatives was so amazing. And I feel like that is a casualty of the pandemic that I hope you can resurrect once once things are maybe a little clearer. Long way of saying I love that and I hope that you continue that at some point. Oh, thanks, Tim. Anyway, your actual question. So I am actually in Denver, Colorado, where I'm from. I, you know, I live in Manhattan on the Lower East Side, and I just didn't want to be in New York this summer. And so I'm not. And that freedom is certainly one of the primary benefits that I have come to love about self-employment. Not having a day job or a desk job really frees you up in terms of just where physically you can be. As you mentioned, I run a freelance education and support network called Freelancing with Tim. It's kind of centered around a twice-weekly newsletter on Substack. You can subscribe at freelancingwithtim.substack.com. And that's all focused on just helping freelance journalists navigate the industry, learn some skills, do career development, all that kinds of stuff. One of the things that I'm working on today is writing tomorrow's newsletter. I was thinking about it this morning, and I think I'm going to write about taking time for yourself because that's what I've been doing for the last three weeks, and it's felt amazing, and I feel really energized and reinvigorated. And I think everybody is still suffering from pandemic burnout and just has this pandemic hangover. It's easy to kind of get wrapped up in projects and work and productivity just because does give a little bit of stability and kind of going in the total opposite direction the last few weeks has really given me some space to reflect about what I want to be doing for the rest of the year and what I really want to be focusing on. So I think I'm going to write about that today. Oh, I can't wait to read that because as a longtime freelance person, I think taking time is one of the biggest issues because you don't have vacation. You don't have paid time off. You know, so what is your advice going to be to freelancers who are kind of hesitant to do that. We have that scarcity mindset of this editor is going to be mad or that assignment is only going to come around like right now. I I need to take it. What are you going to tell them? 
I think that's a really good point that you brought up that, you know, this idea that, oh no, like if I turn down this editor once, that's going to ruin this relationship I have with this editor. You know, that's something that I really focus on a lot with Freelancing with Tim is approaching the freelance journalist lifestyle and career from kind of the other side of the equation. Because for, you know, five and a half years, I was an assigning editor at the Times. I know what it looks like on the other side that I think a lot of freelance writers just, you know, have never gotten firsthand direct experience with. And something that I really do try to focus on is that the freelancer to editor working relationship is so much more low stakes than I think a lot of freelancers are comfortable with. You know, you, you talk about the scarcity mindset and that is totally true and totally accurate. You know, when, I, when I've done like one-on-one -on -one coaching with folks who have literally said like, am I going to completely shoot myself in the foot with X publication if I don't do this assignment or if I had a story that was a complete rewrite or needed a ton of edits or I was delayed in getting back to them, whatever. I like literally have a stock answer to that, which is the editor has a lot of things going on and they probably didn't even notice all the things that you're stressed about. And again, coming from the other side, that is absolutely true. Getting out of the scarcity mindset is something that I have been dealing with too, because not having a regular paycheck and a steady source of income, it does bring on a level of anxiety that was new to me and that every freelancer I know has always talked about. You know, experiencing it firsthand has really forced me to confront a lot of those feelings and emotions. And I have certainly found myself in the position where I keep taking on assignments or keep doing things or starting up a new project because I, in the back of my mind, feel that anxiety of, well, what if next month everything falls out and I'm left with nothing? And realistically, that's probably not going to happen to most people. And I think it's a fear that is far more outsized than it deserves to be in our overall psyche as freelancers or independently employed people. And I think we just give that too much weight. I kind of had to force myself to think like, you're fine. You're, you're not going to completely wreck your life if you take some time off. And it's this just weird dissonance where you kind of have to force yourself not to work because you're so scared of not working. On the other side of this, after, you know, a month-ish of literally doing nothing, I feel energized and I feel really excited about the work that I'm doing. You know, one of the other things I'm doing today is I'm editing a couple of chapters of a book for someone who hired me to do some editing. And like, that's really exciting. You know, the, these occasional resets I think are so crucial. And for freelancers and people who are self-employed, it's hard to do that because you are always kind of in the back of your mind fearing that what if things don't come back when I'm done resting? But, you know, things will come back. They always do. And you're really no good to anyone if you're completely stretched thin or missing deadlines or just totally overworked. And I always feel like I don't have an original idea in my head when I'm completely right. drained. So how did you say no to things when you were taking your time off? Was it just like, I'm taking a summer break? The majority of what I do is around freelancing with Tim and my own, you know, my own freelance business. So the first part of this little summer hiatus was just stopping doing stuff, which feels really different from turning down assignments or saying that you're not taking on new assignments or new clients for a period. You know, when you fully own the actual product of what you're doing, it feels really scary in a very different way. Because then the fear is, well, sure, what if things don't come back after my break? But also, what if this thing that I personally built and am personally invested in 
emotionally and monetarily and financially. What if it just like falls flat when I come back? And that to me was the big fear. You know, like I, in yesterday's newsletter for Freelancing with Tim, it was my first announcement of an upcoming slate of Zoom workshops that I'm doing. And even as I was putting that together and about to send it out, I just kept thinking, what if nobody signs up? What if people have just lost interest in this project? Like, this is like my whole business is centered around this thing. And what if nobody gives a shit anymore? And, <laughs> and of course, I send it out, tons of signups, tons of responses. The classes are filling up and everything is fine. And the truth is, when you take a break from stuff, nobody really notices. And we all think that, oh my God, they're going to think, oh, I I'm missing. Nobody, you know, are they going to think I'm dead? Did I just fall off? Did I leave the industry? It's like when you leave Twitter for a month. You come back and you're like, hey guys, what's up? I haven't been here for a month. What are y'all been up to? And everyone's kind of like, oh, you were gone? And I think it's kind of <laughs> the same thing when we're dealing with taking a break from our, you know, freelance careers. Yeah, I've always felt that when I take a break from writing my daily newsletter and then I come back a few weeks later and I used to write these like long apologies and like, oh my gosh, I, you know, this, these are all the things that I was doing. This is like what I was thinking and, and where I was. And then I was like, I don't notice when other people's newsletters stop for a little bit. I mean, exactly. My mom notices if I don't write my <laughs> newsletter and, and I get nice messages and stuff of like, oh, are you around just because I write so often that it is a little like she did, but no one is upset. Set, right. No one is counting your hours or like looking at your little time card whenever you own something. And I did want to talk to you about actually like owning the freelancing with Tim Empire, which I love so much, especially since you came from a place that is legacy media. It comes with a nice title, like all the prestige and cachet of like working at the New York Times. And I'm sure that that was a big shift for you to suddenly be like, OK, I'm outside of this pocket of the times and I get to create something new. So can you talk a little about that and how it feels to build something that you yourself own? So this is an idea that's been percolating in the back of my mind for years. It was something that I knew I wanted to do at some point, but you know, I loved my job. I loved the times. I loved my coworkers. I loved the freelancers I was able to work with. You know, everything was just so great about it that I never reached a point where I wanted to make that jump. And then the pandemic happened and it was just really, really difficult on me personally, professionally, socially, everything. And again, I know that's not unique. We all went through the same thing. But in kind of the winter of 2021 into the spring, I just like had a full breakdown, couldn't function, couldn't work, couldn't do anything. So I ended up taking mental health leave for two months. And that was really restorative and really helped get me kind of back on the right track. But the anxiety of kind of returning to a job, not my job specifically, but just any job in general, even one that I truly and sincerely loved was just so overwhelming because I still really hadn't recovered from having like a full on breakdown. I knew that I couldn't be effective and, and couldn't do what I needed to do. I left and then I took months off to just continue recovering and just do my own thing and kind of take a break from life. And then, you know, once I kind of got back on my feet a little bit, I realized that this terrible, terrible shit situation that I had been going through for months in a very weird, serendipitous way, opened up this other path for me to really focus on building an independent business. I'd started freelancing with Tim in the spring of 2020, you know, at the first really, really dramatic spike of cases and everything was shutting down. It was like April, I think. I've always wanted to be in education, so I built it around that. And it just felt really good to be doing something 
for this community that for years I had relied on so heavily because most of the stuff that I was commissioning at the Times was for freelance writers. And so it felt like a really good opportunity to give back to that community. We all remember spring, summer, fall of 2020, newsroom budgets were just getting slashed across the country. There were layoffs happening everywhere. It's always been difficult to be a freelance journalist, but that year, like more so than ever. And so it just felt the right opportunity. Fast forward to fall 2021, I just realized this opportunity had opened up itself after all this, again, terrible situation that I had been dealing with for all year. And it just felt right. This is something that I have wanted to do for so, so long. I have the time now and the, the freedom and the energy to really devote myself to something that I fully own and something I can fully build. And then on top of that, I do a whole bunch of consulting. I do a ton of one-on-one -on -one coaching, some writing, not a ton of news or journalist writing, just because that's not a very lucrative thing for me to be doing at this moment. So, you know, I'm just doing a ton of stuff and it just feels good. Like it feels good to own your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely understand. I was just going to ask if you ever flirt with the idea of going back to a full-time job or if anyone's approached you about that. And it, it sounds like that's not appealing to you at all, but have you ever been tempted? It's funny you should mention that right now. There are two full-time things that are kind of in motion right now that are appealing. I go back and forth on it so much. You know, there are a lot of things I miss about being in a newsroom, one of which is working with writers on stories and story development and editing writers and building these ongoing working relationships with writers. The editing that I do for writers is kind of one-off things where a writer will hire me to help them develop a story or, or, you know, sort it out or round it out, whatever it may be. But I really, really miss having that editor-writer relationship that goes on for years and that you can see, you know, see the writer grow and develop. So there's a lot of appeal in that of working in a newsroom. And, you know, as every freelancer or independent journalist or independent business owner will tell you like it can be isolating when you don't have an institution or a system in place to support you, which is another thing every freelancer I know has told me for years. But having experienced it now, I really understand what they were talking about. On the other hand, like it's just really fun to have the freedom to kind of do whatever you want and pursue things that you think are interesting. That is just something that you cannot have when you have a full-time job. And so that would be very, very difficult to leave if I did end up going back to full-time employment. But I don't know. Think, you know. Never say knows? never. <laughs> never say never. Exactly. Right, right, right. You know, since you talk to so many freelancers, so many people who are thinking of going freelance, What's like the big thing that you really need to know before you make the jump? So that was something that I really, really thought a lot about. And I think the biggest thing and something that I was very, very cognizant of and really planned a lot for was just having a plan. You know, when I left full-time employment, it was an extremely soft landing for me because I had spent the previous almost year and a half building freelancing with Tim on nights and weekends. So I knew that when I left, I already had this thing that was, you know, at that point, pretty well developed. I know that people were interested, people were involved, people wanted to get involved. And so I knew that I wasn't just going to be out there in the world with no direction and no idea of what I was going to do. Th that took me a year to build up to the point where it felt like 
it could be something that would soften the landing of going independent. So I think anybody who's considering leaving a full-time job for freelance life or self-employment, whatever it may be, spend time on your nights and weekends developing something, whatever it may be, whether it's just making contacts, generating story ideas you want to pitch as a freelancer, building a newsletter audience, whatever it is, have some thing that you can rely on and turn to once the paycheck stops coming. You know, when folks kind of jump out into the freelance life without having something, I think it can be really scary. And I think that's where a lot of the fear and anxiety comes from when folks talk about wanting to go independent, but not really knowing how to do that or wanting to take that leap. But I think having that plan really softens the landing and can just position you in a way that you don't feel the stress and anxiety of, oh shit, I just left a job. The other thing is, you know, when it became clear that I was going to be leaving, I spent many months extremely aggressively building up my savings because I knew that I was going to take off at least a few months without doing anything because I knew that I still needed that because I still hadn't fully recovered. So I very aggressively built up you know, enough of a financial support for myself that I wasn't going to be worried and that I could take that time stress-free. Because, you know, if you take a two-month hiatus, but you're worried about money the whole time, you're not going to recover. So having that cushion so that you can set aside your worries and your anxieties about money and just have a transitional period, that is so freeing. Worries about money is just so mentally and emotionally draining and taxing. And so leaving a job is already stressful enough So if you are able to take away the financial worry of it all, it just really opens up so much mental capacity to really focus on, okay, what's next? Yeah, and I would also just advise anyone who's considering self-employment or freelance writing to, of course, take all of your workshops because they're so (laughs) invaluable and so much fun. And they're just full of useful information, which I think it can be a bit of a gray area or a bit of a dead zone when you try to figure out how should I pitch editors? How should I format this book proposal? Like, how can I build up a newsletter audience? You know, your workshops are just these tight little Zooms that, you know, give you all this information that you need. Oh, thank you. I so, so appreciate that. Well, you have to write this newsletter for tomorrow. So how long is that going to take you? That will, I haven't started writing anything yet. So that'll take me uh, maybe an hour and a half or two hours. And then the rest of the day is editing those book chapters and then getting coffee with a freelance writer who used to write for me who happens to live in Denver. Sounds like a great day. It's lovely. Thanks so much. It's so great to talk to you, Tim. Let's actually get together in person soon. I would love to. So great chatting with you. 